Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Skincare Made Simple. I am your host, Ella Elston. I'm a licensed esthetician turned stay-at-home mama, so I've left the spa and now take clients virtually, host rooms on the social app Clubhouse, post a whole lot on Instagram and TikTok, and now do a skincare podcast so we can make skincare simple again. There are so many tips and tricks and bits of advice out there that it makes it hard to know which one will be right for your skin. So let's get back to the basics and make healthy, clear, radiant skin accessible to everyone. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Skincare Made Simple. I am so happy that you're here. Today we have a really fun episode and if you've been on social media within the past few months, then I'm sure you've seen the trend of all of the doctors and pediatricians and teachers and firefighters and just every profession saying things that they will not do because of things that they've seen at work. So I did make a TikTok and an Instagram reel about three things that I won't do as an esthetician, but I figured it would be really fun to bring it over to the podcast, elaborate a little bit more and talk about things that I will not do as an esthetician. So I have three things for you. So let's go ahead and get started. I don't want to make this episode too long. So let's start with number one. So one thing that I will not do is I will not not have a consistent routine for my skincare. Now, we all know that no matter what you're wanting to do in life, consistency is key. So having a consistent routine is going to actually be what will propel you forward in your skincare journey. Now, having all the right products is great, but your products aren't going to work unless you use them. This is why I talk so much about the four-night exfoliation rotation or skin cycling and why all of that is so important. If you have certain nights that you're exfoliating, certain nights that you're retinoling, certain nights that you're letting your skin rest and recover and regenerate, and your skin knows the routine, your skin is kind of like a toddler. Toddlers thrive off routine. So give your skin the routine that it wants and you will be much better set up to actually achieve your skin goals, no matter what they are, no matter if you're wanting to get rid of acne or lighten hyperpigmentation or minimize the premature aging, anything that you're wanting to do, you will get so much farther if you have a consistent routine. This is why I don't recommend having a really long drawn out routine unless you're somebody that really loves that. If you are a goo hoarder, if you're a product junkie, all of that, and you know that you're going to stick to this elaborate routine, go for it. But if you're someone you know that on a daily basis, you're not going to do more than cleanse and moisturize, then fine, cleanse and moisturize, but stay consistent with it. Number two, I will not buy cheap skincare. If I'm on a budget, I will buy affordable skincare. There is such a big difference between cheap and affordable. And I know that it can be hard to tell. I get the question all the time. Like, how do you know if it's just a cheap product rather than an affordable product? And the biggest thing is we're going to look at the ingredients. So with cheap skincare, yeah, the price may sound great. Like the ordinary or like Neutrogena or Biore or clean and clear or whatever, the price may sound great, but you're going to lose out on the formulation. You're not going to get the best ingredients possible. 
And in return, that's going to negatively impact your skin. It may give you some results right away, but it's also going to bring up some things that you didn't realize. You may notice more hyperpigmentation. Your skin may be dry. Your skin may feel sensitive because they're not great formulations they may burn or have like too strong of a tingle when you apply them. And we don't want that. We're not trying to sensitize our skin. So what the biggest thing you can do is look at the ingredients and Google whatever you don't know. Keep a running list if you need one. Ask me. Send me the product over on Instagram and be like, hey, Ella, is this a good product? I'll do a deep dive into the ingredients and let you know. And if it's not, I will send back something else with the same price point or at least as similar of a price point as I can find that will get you the results that you want. Now, I just want to mention a quick little comparison So when I was in high school, uh, the Neutrogena grapefruit acne wash came out and so did the Biore charcoal cleanser. They've been out for a very long time. And I remember when they came out and I tried both of them. Um, I also remember how much they burned my skin when I tried both of them, that I had horrible acne. Um, Hence why I became an esthetician and acne specialist. So I just wanted to compare the ingredients, just a super quick Google search. I pulled all of my ingredient lists from the websites from the respected brands. So I pulled up the Neutrogena Grapefruit Acne Wash, the Biore Charcoal Cleanser, and then another very affordable cleanser that is affordable, not cheap. So I just want to throw a few things out there. So let's start with the Neutrogena Grapefruit Acne Wash. Now this is $12 for 6.7 ounces. And in the first few ingredients, we have, I will more than likely butcher these names, so forgive that, but it's sodium C14-16 olefin sulfonate. And this is a surfactant or a detergent, but it is incredibly harsh. It is typically used in detoxifying shampoos where your scalp can handle a bit more of a rough detergent than your skin can. So when you're doing a clarifying or detoxifying shampoo, you're getting rid of all the buildup there. On your face, that is going to be incredibly sensitizing. So on top of that, it then has cocomatopropyl benetane, and that is what gives it its foaming bubbles. And first of all, that is a derivative of coconut. If we're using a face wash made to fight acne, why are we using anything that has coconut in it? Just first of all, but this foaming agent is also incredibly sensitizing and a lot of people actually have allergies to this. So it can cause your skin to become red and inflamed. It can cause your acne to get worse. It can cause your your barrier layer to completely deplete and then you're going to deal with dehydration. You're going to deal with sensitivities. You're going to deal with more acne. And those are in the first few ingredients listed in this cleanser. Now on top of that, it has fragrance as the like fifth or sixth item listed. I'm not crazy about cutting out fragrance. Some of my favorite products have fragrance. That doesn't really bother me. However, a lot of people are super sensitive to fragrance. And if you are, again, it can just be a super sensitizing ingredient. So you do want to watch out for that. If you know that you have sensitivities to fragrance, we just want to avoid fragrance altogether. There are so many fragrance-free products out there that there's no need to get something with fragrance just because that's what's there. Just do a little bit of research and you can find something fragrance-free, no problem. 
But if you are going to use something with fragrance, you want it to be like the last ingredient listed or the second to last. You want it to be at the very, very bottom. Ingredients list, ingredient lists go from most used product to least used product or ingredient. So having it as like the fifth or sixth item on the ingredient list means there's a ton of fragrance in this face wash. On top of that, it's a salicylic acid based face wash and it's also a scrub and we just don't want to be using a scrub twice a day on our face, especially if you have acne. We want to go with a salicylic acid that's not a scrub. Um, that's just all around sensitizing. So there's that one. So again, that's $12 for 6.7 ounces. And then we have the Biore charcoal cleanser. Now this one's a little bit cheaper than the Neutrogena. So if I remember correctly, the Biore one is like $6. Um, I think it's like $6.50 or something like that. And it has 6.7 ounces in it. So $6 for the same size. So it is half the price as Neutrogena, which should be a little red flag in your head right now. But first of all, one of the first few ingredients is sodium lauryl sulfate, which is also a detergent. And just like the one in the Neutrogena face wash, the sodium lauryl sulfate is incredibly sensitizing and it also is known to cause acne. So this is one of the first ingredients and it is known to cause acne. It is, there are so many studies on sodium lauryl sulfates and how they should not be in our skincare, in our body care at all. So they're super common to see in body washes and things like that, but that's just something we want to avoid altogether. Uh, I'm not trying to cause any sort of uproar about it. I'm not trying to cause any sort of panic, but do your own research. Look up sodium lauryl sulfate. See everything that people are saying about it, and it's not good. We want to avoid that. So, and then again, the Biore charcoal cleanser also has cocomidopropyl betatine however you say it, uh, which is the foaming agent. Again, super, super sensitizing and again, derived from coconut. So also another acne causing ingredients in there. And those are in the first few ingredients. Now, if you're willing to spend a few dollars more, so if you're willing to spend $18, which I know doesn't sound as great as $6, but $18 for 7.1 ounces. So there is a bit more in there. Uh, you get a whole extra ounce in there. But $18 will get you the Natrium Niacinamide Gel Cleanser, which I recommend all the time. Basically, anytime I have somebody acne prone, any of my clients who are acne prone, if we're working with any bit of budget, even if we're not working with a budget most of the time, this is the cleanser that I recommend. This cleanser is phenomenal. It's at Target. It's easy to get. It has 3% niacinamide in it, which is going to help to brighten your skin. It's going to help to control oil on your skin without drying anything out. It's also going to help to rebuild your barrier. So while these other two are destroying your barrier, sensitizing your skin, causing any sort of redness and extra breakouts. This Naturum Niacinamide Gel is going to do the exact opposite of all of that. So it costs a little bit more, but you've got better ingredients. You have 
a founder of the company who has worked with dermatologists to create this product. It may not say on there that it is geared towards acne, but niacinamide is a great helper ingredient for acne because it does help to control excess oil. It does help to brighten the skin. So if you have any sort of redness, inflamed acne, it'll tone down the inflammation. It'll tone down the redness, strengthen your barrier to help fight off future acne, all of that. And your cleanser shouldn't be your acne fighter anyway. Your cleanser's job is to cleanse your skin. You go in with a separate treatment to fight the acne. Now, if you listened to last week's episode all about adult acne, then you have heard this plenty, but I could have pulled a hydrating cleanser. I could have pulled a brightening cleanser, whatever. These are just the ones that I knew off the top of my head. The Neutrogena Grapefruit Acne Wash and the Biore Charcoal Cleanser have done great marketing to get people to buy them. If you have acne, those are kind of the ones that come to mind if you want uh, less expensive skincare. But just if you're willing to spend a few dollars more, it's $6 more to get the Natrum one than the Neutrogena one. And you get an extra ounce. So you get more product. It's $6 more and so much better for your skin. Go affordable, not cheap. Again, on the same note, also when you're looking at the ingredients, look up and see if on the website, on Target's website, on whatever, if it lists the pH of the product, because that is a really, really good sign that they've put a good amount of science behind it and they've put thought behind it. Your skin's pH sits at a 5.5 roughly and a neutral is seven if you don't know. So you want your cleanser to be between like a six and a half and a five. And then any sort of exfoliant that you're using is going to be closer to like a three to a four. Uh, any sort of cleanser lower than a three is typically going to be professional use only. So if it lists the pH of the product, that is a fantastic sign that you have a good product. It's just on the affordable side. Skincare doesn't have to be expensive. So it is very possible and very easy to find good skincare on a budget. That is one of my favorite things to do. If you need help with it, I've got a link down below to my consult in the show notes and we can work one-on-one -on -one to help find good skincare no matter what your budget is. Moving on to number three for things I will not do as an esthetician. I will not not wear and reapply my sunscreen. Now, I'm sure you have heard we're nearing the end of summer, so I'm sure you've heard so many people say, oh, wear your sunscreen. This sunscreen's great. This and that. All of that with sunscreen. And yes, there's a reason. And I'm so glad that people are sort of pounding it into everyone that you need to be wearing your sunscreen every day. And there's a lot of hype around sunscreen in the summer, but you do need to wear your sunscreen all year long. No matter where you live, no matter if it snows where you are, no matter if it rains so much that you're inside for half the day, every day, you still need to wear your sunscreen every day. And if you are curious more about sunscreen. I want some sunscreen facts. I do have an episode. It's called Practice Safe Sun. And that one has a whole lot of fantastic information. And the show notes in that one also has the link to the American Cancer Society. Maybe I'll put it on the show notes as well. Just some great facts about skin cancer. We're not going to bring this episode down and talk about skin cancer. But if you have not listened to the episode 
that I did a few weeks ago talking about sunscreen, I highly, highly recommend going and checking that one out because you really should be wearing and reapplying your sunscreen every single day. And when I say reapplying, a good like general rule of thumb is to do your first application in the morning after you finish your skincare. So wash your face, do any serums you're going to, put on your moisturizer, and then give those a minute to absorb into your skin. So brush your teeth, get dressed, whatever, and then go back and apply your sunscreen. And that's good until like right after lunchtime. So like one o'clock-ish, unless you're outside constantly, then yes, reapply every hour and a half, two hours. But if you're inside for the majority of the day, that will be fine until about after lunchtime. There are so many like nice facial mists that you can throw in your purse mist throughout the day if you need. If you're super oily, there are so many great powdered sunscreens now. Again, throw it in your purse and reapply that. It only takes a second to reapply. If you're someone who forgets, but you want to be diligent about it, set a timer on your phone. Just set an alarm for 1.30 every afternoon to, and you just reapply your sunscreen at that point. So there are so many ways that you can reapply throughout the day, whether you're wearing makeup or not. But if you have any goals with your skin, if you're wanting to do any sort of anti-aging, anti-acne, anti-hyperpigmentation, anything, if you're not wearing your sunscreen, it's kind of pointless because the sun will undo all the progress you've made with your skincare. So you're wasting your time. You're wasting your money just simply by not wearing sunscreen. So there's a sunscreen out there for everyone. Find which one works best for you. If you need recommendations, I have a list of sunscreens that I love in the show notes under shop my shelf. So those are the three main things that I will not be doing as an esthetician. So again, that's, I will not, not have a consistent routine. I will not buy cheap skincare, only affordable, and I will not, not wear and reapply my sunscreen. So that is it for today's episode just three things that I won't do as an esthetician. And I would love to know what your things are from your profession. What have you learned to not do? Send me a message over on Instagram or go comment on my latest Instagram reel or TikTok and tell me what you're not going to do because of what you've learned in your profession, no matter what your profession is. So I would love to hear that. I appreciate you coming and hanging out with me today. And of course, there are a couple different links down in the show notes. I've already mentioned my consultations where you can work with me one-on-one. There are three different options there depending on what you're looking for and your budget. And then there's also the option to shop my shelf. If you're just curious what my favorite products are based on skin type or skin concern, that is linked down there as well. My Instagram and my TikTok are linked as well. I'm very active on both. And if you're not hanging out with me over there, I would appreciate it if you did. And we can be friends just everywhere. So I'm always here if you have any questions about skincare. Uh, Instagram is the best way to reach me because my phone likes to give me those notifications immediately. So I'm best at responding on Instagram DMs. But of course, anywhere that you reach out, I will get back to you as soon as I possibly can. I appreciate you being here today. And until next week, I hope you have a great day. Mm -hmm.